The Red 78. The most important thing was the intensity and the mentality to go after the game. As a coach, why did he only give away nine penalties this week? Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode. All right, I'm delighted to say Denise O'Sullivan is with us. Denise, good morning to you. How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm very good. What part of the world are you in at the moment? I'm in North Carolina now. Right, okay. Uh, your season is over, is it? The, like the final next week, this weekend coming, is it? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we didn't make the playoffs this year. So we finished our last game on September 30th. So I've been off a while now after international camp. Right, so it's proper off-season, hanging out, um, taking advantage of the good weather in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful here right now, but... Um, just training myself and just hanging with the the family that I live here and stuff. So it's not too bad. I'm excited to go back to Ireland though and see family soon. I was going to say, so like, is is that the plan for a while to down take a bit of downtime or like in the past in the off season? Sometimes you've gone alone to Australia. <laughs> Do you have any plans? Yeah, this year I didn't want to go anywhere. Um, I wanted to kind of give my body a rest um, from going and playing again. It, it's been a tough season. Uh, with the courage so going to Australia wasn't really on the cards this year and obviously with the World Cup I want to make sure my body is 100% right um, going into next year so I'll be spending a lot of time training myself here and I'll stay around North Carolina probably for most of the off season go home for Christmas but I'll be in the gym um, getting things right myself Um, I think you guys missed out on the playoffs by a single point at the end of a 20 game season yeah, we did, unfortunately. Um, it was gotten. It's the first time we haven't made the playoffs here since I've been with the club, so it was it was hard to take. But um, we went to San Diego and we needed, basically needed to win that game and, and we drew. And then we needed to, to depend on another result, result, which didn't go our way in the end. So missed out by a, by a point, but um, there has been a lot of changes this season. Um, obviously, new coach coming in, a lot of new players. We have a mix of young and experienced, no more young this year. So... Um, Still, the team is still learning together. They're growing, and I think next year we'll be uh, we'll be good to go. Uh, what's life like in North Carolina? It sounds like it's pretty good, and it sounds like you like it a lot. What did you say? Sorry, I missed. What's life like in North Carolina? Ah, it's it's great. I love it here. Honestly, I love the lifestyle. Um, it's a very very um, nice place that I live in. I obviously live with a host family here that I met uh, during the pandemic, I started coaching their daughter, and now, and now I live with them uh, two two and a half years later. So it's it's really nice, and the weather the weather is really good here, and we're close to the beach, we're close to the mountains, so um, it's not bad. <laughs> is this the type of thing where you like go to America and never come back? Is that part of your future? Maybe. <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't see this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it could be part of my future. I I really do enjoy it here, so. Um, and the league is is very competitive, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, because you know, it's always one of those things where you come back, tear up trees for Ireland. Uh, sometimes player of the match, sometimes scoring loads and loads and loads of goals. Sometimes creating the winner, and everyone's like, "Oh, you, how come you're not playing in the in the women's league in, in England?" And you're like, "Well, because Carolina, it's much nicer." Yeah, I get I get that a lot. A lot of people ask me that, and I think I. I've settled here and um, I still challenge myself every single day that I'm here and that's why I show up to camp in, in top shape because the environment that I'm part of here is top, top class, very professional. It's one of the toughest training environments in the league. Um, pre-season is absolutely horrific in a good way. Um, so I get very fit 
And throughout the year, I also stay fit because I look after my body very well. And, and that's why I show up to international camp and I'm able to do what I do because I do, I do take care of myself. <laughs> so that's why I'm still playing in this league because it's, I would say it's one of the best in the world. Yeah, and it's 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 so well so long established as one of the best leagues in the world that there's like a tradition and rivalries and um you know it's it's just accepted that it is there whereas the league in England is kind of just getting up to that level where it's uh, it's expected that the coverage will be at the level that it's at at the moment. Um that's like you've mm-hmm. kind of had a front row seat for all that. I I do want to ask you um we get on to the World Cup obviously and, and um in, in a moment but the the bit where you realised that you wanted to be a full-time professional athlete and that you actually really enjoyed the dedication that is required to get your body right for all those games. When did that penny drop with you? Were you a teenager? Even at that stage, were you thinking, right, I can do this? Yeah, I was young, honestly. Um, I was probably before 15 years old. I was always, I always had a football at my feet. I was always out in the street playing all day long with all the boys. My mom would call me in for dinner at 8pm that night. So I, I would never, ever stop until I got home from school. And once I got called into the, you know, the school's teams, the Irish teams, I just knew that I wanted to be a professional football, footballer. It was always there. The love for the game was always there. So um, I knew from a very, definitely from a very, very young age that I wanted to be that. And I just put my mind to it from a, a young age and, and stuck with it and worked hard. And um, yeah. <laughs> Is the is the key moment the move to Glasgow or was it even before that where you were like, okay, actually I could make it all the way to professionalism here? I think it, it was definitely, that helped a lot to move, to move to Glasgow because before that, I, I always knew I wanted to be a professional footballer, but I think the, the hurdle that I had to get over was leaving home, you know? Um, obviously coming the youngest of 10 in my family, being around my family all the time, um, it was very, very hard for me to leave home. So once I got over that hurdle and I'd done it, then um, I got a, a taste of what life could be as a professional footballer, you know. Um, and once I got that taste, I, I knew from there on that I was going to I was gonna kick on and, um, yeah, play at the highest level eventually. And so obviously Glasgow is, is successful. Uh, you know, you scored a goal every second game over the course of three seasons with them. When does the opportunity to come to the States happen? How did that fall into place? Uh, we actually played uh, the USA with the national team. I think it was back in 2015. Um, I was with Glasgow at the time and I had an agent then as well, you know, uh, representing me. And um, I'm pretty sure the Houston Dash coaches or whatever got in touch. They seen me play against the USA. They got in touch with my my agent representative and they just spoke from there on and um, going to the USA. When I was there with the national team, I, I remember saying to Sav, Savannah McCarthy, like, I would love, to, I remember it, like, on the bus, I said to her, I would love to play in the USA. And um, she'll tell you that herself. And after that, it was it was so interesting because everything just started to happen and uh, they were talking about contracts. And uh, then it just, I, I was just there. It was mad. So, um, yeah, USA was always somewhere I wanted to play in. Still here, <laughs> six and, years later. Well, so that like that's the bit. So you you get you get somewhere, and you don't know if you're going to make a success of it. Obviously, you you know you you give yourself every opportunity you possibly can in terms of fitness and mm-hmm. psychology and everything. But like, when do you realise you're good enough to be there and to actually not just be good enough to be there, but to actually be there and thrive? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy at all. I, I first went to Houston, and I had to go through a lot of challenges in that first second year um first year was was all right I was getting game time and then going into the second year a new a changing coach coach didn't really like me fair enough 
um, and I got a minute playing time every game. Sometimes I wouldn't even come onto the pitch. And um, I do remember coming back to the national team. We played against Scotland and I just wasn't myself on the pitch. No confidence. I wasn't fit because I wasn't getting game time. I wasn't sharp. So um, I did have a chat in camp with uh, Dan Horan, the, the strength coach. And he said to me, you got to go back and tell him that you need to leave. And uh, I built up the courage to go do that. And after that, my career just kicked on when the North Carolina Courage wanted me to, to come down here. Because in American sports, it's not quite as easy. Like trades do happen, no. but it's not. It's not the same. Like there's there's not that kind of general acceptance that the the player has a lot of power. You can refuse to play. You can ask for a trade, but like you very frequently get treated really badly if you do that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Definitely wasn't easy, and I think that's why I was half afraid to go and tell them. But um, I did anyway. And the way it works here is, they said yes, you can you can leave um, as long as. You- <laughs> As long as you don't go to another team in the NWSL, that's what they said. And um, I was planning to go to Germany at the time. Um, and then I got put out in a waiver list, which happens here in this league. Once you're released, you get put out in a waiver list. And within 24 hours, um, any team in the league can come in for you. So the next day, uh, the Courage, a few days after, the Courage contacted uh, myself and said, we want you to come down here. So, uh yeah, it's not it's not an easy uh, process here, but it definitely worked out in the end for me. Yeah, so hard hard in your mouth for those kind of seventy two yeah. hours while you're waiting to see exactly what happens, and then you're like, yes, Carolina sounds great. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice. obviously not. I obviously not playing a minute with with Houston. You think, Adam? Sure, there's no team going to come in for me, and that's why that's why I was prepared to go to Germany. Um, but luckily, the the courage to come in in the end. <laughs> and so, when you get there, that's the bit where you start to feel like, first off, they want you because they've claimed you off waivers, and then the environment is obviously something that you responded to. Hmm. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And the first few weeks, I was absolutely lost in the environment because it was such a high level um, compared to Houston. No disrespect, but the level was just so different. The, the training, the players. Um, so yeah, it took me. It definitely took me a while uh, to get used to the environment, and it took me months to get into the starting eleven. Um, I would come on and play a few minutes here and there, but um, I really, really had to work hard once I got here and get myself into the starting eleven. And I actually started um, in the number ten here, <laughs> uh, playing for this team, and um, it it wasn't quite working out for me. Obviously, in the number ten, you want to be scoring goals and you want to be assisting, but. I guess I was new in the league and it was it was hard for me to do it at the time and um I got moved into number six, the deeper role and that seemed to really suit me and I'm still I'm still playing in that position to this day. So it is it's working out well there. I really, really do like that deeper position well, that, and playing in the six. That's important, isn't it? Because like the difference just from the ability to use your, your technical proficiencies, stamina, all that kind of stuff that um you know and also then deeper lying passing range is hugely mm-hmm. important so did that did that happen in like were there conversations with the coaches saying listen I would I think you know or does it like one day in training you're just kind of ignoring the the uh, orders and you're like I'm going to start playing number six and see if they notice that I'm not <laughs> doing what I'm told but I'm really good at it how does it work nah, it was it was definitely conversations with the coaches with the staff and um, they saw me at the time playing in that number six um, so long game I just got thrown in there I think it was against Seattle and um, probably didn't have my best game in the first game playing there I was uh, it was it was quite scary because you're receiving the ball closer to your own goal so if you mess up then 
you know, it can be on you. So I was quite, I was quite scared and not as confident. But as I played more games, I grew into it and grew into it. And um, with this team now, we still play a four-four-two box formation. So the possession goes through the sixes all the time. So I get a lot of the ball when I'm playing here. I'm the start of the build up and um, most of the time as well as the centre back. So I do I do get a lot on the ball and I get to create and, and break lines um in doing that as well. So um it's a, it's really nice and then defensively as well it's 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 a lot of work but it's what I like to do. And so um while that's all happening, obviously your Ireland career is happening in parallel as well. Um the the journey that the Ireland team has been on where we're going to a nas- uh, an international tournament in the World Cup next year you you came through an underage setup where qualifying for tournaments was actually something that happened a, a bit like uh, and mm-hmm. so you know that's a good thing in that it conditions your expectations when you become a senior international like well why wouldn't we be qualifying for tournaments every time I played for Ireland we've tried to qualify and then we did qualify and then we reached the final and uh, like we perform <laughs> when we get there so was it like right. that when you got into the senior team or did it take a little while for that kind of attitude to kind of become more manifest amongst you and your the rest of your teammates? Yeah, it definitely took a while. And look, international, uh, senior international football is completely different. The level is, it's ridiculous, you know, playing in, at that level, um, senior international. But the teams you come up against and even the qualifying pro- process, it was, it was unbelievable. Like to get through, it was so difficult to be able to qualify and um, to be able to do it and get to a World Cup was it's it's phenomenal. I'm still like in I'm still in disbelief that we actually made it, you know, to the World Cup. But um, yeah, it was it's always hard at a senior international football. The qualifying process is really difficult to do um, to get through. And, and you see that the last few years, the teams that we get in our groups are like Sweden, Germany, um, and then second ranked teams as well. Very very difficult teams. So um, it is it's completely different to underage and um. Now that we're actually going to a World Cup is, I can't even put into words, I'm absolutely buzzing. <laughs> is there, so outside the camp, we look back on the friendly with Australia as this kind of very significant turning point. It's only a friendly, sure, whatever, but actually Australia, very highly ranked, uh, coming off a really great run and it's a, a topsy-turvy game where there's loads of goals scored. It's kind of a little bit out of character. It wasn't just a, a 1-0 Um Right. Was that was that the shot in the arm that the team needed in terms of confidence, or had you kind of felt like actually the progress was being made anyway? Yeah, I felt like the progress was being made anyway. And um, before that, I think this team has been has been growing the past two years, year and a half, two years, and um, to play against Australia at home and and get that result, it definitely did give us more confidence. We knew we could uh, do something special from there on for sure. Um, Australia being I think they're ranked 13th in the world. Um, very, very good team. One of the best players, one of the best strikers in the world they have in Sam Kerr. So um, we know we know what kind of team they are. They're they're very, very good. But and obviously playing them in the first game and their host nation, I'm sure they'll have a huge, huge crowd behind them. Um, will be difficult but it's 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 really exciting I can't wait It is kind of ironic that they were important on the staging post for this team to get the self-confidence to start expressing itself the way they have over the course of the competition and then lo and behold we're out uh, first in the first game of the World <laughs> Cup it's kind of class like you, you want the opening ceremony you want the opening game it's such a, it's like every game in the World Cup is going to be big right blah 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 but the first game exactly. and the final they're the two biggest games like we all know this Right. Yeah. When I when I saw the draw, I was like, Australia, that is phenomenal. I was buzzing when I seen that because 
they're the games you want to be part of. They're the occasions you want to be part of. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be very 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 exciting. Um, but obviously, it's a, it's a tough group, as you said. You get there's no easy games in the World Cup. So um, whoever we got, I would have been I would have been happy with because we're going and um, we're not just going there to compete. We're going there to to do something special. And I think this team can can really do something special now. We're we're really growing and we've come together as a, a really good team. So um. Yeah, this next summer is going to be exciting. Looking back on the qualifying campaign, are there any other turning points where you think actually that's really important for us as a group, as a team? Were there moments that you think back to and go, if that hadn't happened, it might not have galvanised us the way we were, or we might not have believed in ourselves the way we had to at the end? I mean, a lot of the results in the qualifying campaign. I think the Sweden game was absolutely huge. I think getting that point away from home was. I mean, if we didn't do that, I, I, I think we may not be in this position today. You know. Um, but yeah, that was a turning point for us over there. I think we really came together as a team. Um, very, very tough game. Um, we were sitting on top of our own box for almost ninety minutes, and and uh, they're the the type of games that we can, you know, we we love to do that. Our our defense is absolutely phenomenal, and and they were excellent in that game. And we can we can sit deep, we can stay compact, and, and we can work very very hard. That's something that's a a really good quality that the team has. So. I think that Sweden game, getting that point there was was absolutely huge for us. Uh, I, I wonder how much you feel about the uh, transformation in, in the level of excitement that the team generates amongst the public. Um, we had Emma Byrne on commentary first that night and she was obviously down pitch side at the end and Nathan was doing all the interviews. But so many people were coming over and, and the conversation automatically leaned back towards... Liberty Hall and the stand that her and her teammates had to take mm-hmm. uh, to transform women's football the track seats being taken back off them changing the airports to the bit where it's the billboards and it's ads on TV and it's full coverage mm-hmm. of everything and um, and you're going to a World Cup it's like it's an incredible short pace, period of time between then and now I know it's it's looking back at it it's absolutely phenomenal and uh, going back to that day in Liberty Hall, um, those girls, the Emma Burns, the Yvonne Tracys, Anya Gormans, um, a lot more as well. They really changed women's football for us. They stood up for us that day and and um, they're a huge part of the reason why we're going to a World Cup now. Um, but yeah, looking at it now, the, the amount of coverage we have, the excitement that after that Scotland game, the excitement around Ireland was, it was phenomenal. I've never got so many messages in my life Um coming into my phone from people that I actually had no idea that even liked women's football and um, just seeing that the yeah it, it's really it's it's phenomenal it's emotional honestly because the change is like it's brilliant and it, it's really good to see and I think we'll have such huge support um going to the World Cup uh, next year which is very exciting you obviously know football in Australia really well from your your time down there um like that's good that you've been down there and there's no mystery around it like you've played against these mm. it's really good that we did play them in that friendly and that we did beat them as well so it's not like oh it's Australia they're you know geez, they, they could easily spank us it's like well I mean you know maybe if things go really badly but we've just beaten them <laughs> yeah exactly I mean we can take confidence from that but look I think how long ago was that game no I think they were missing quite a few players as well um, in that game uh, starting 11 players so I think they'll be a different team. I think they will be well prepared coming into this World Cup. They're playing a World Cup at home. They're going to be the most prepared they'll ever be in their life. So I think it will be a different game. I think it's going to be a lot more challenging than the game we played in Tallis Stadium. Um, but for us, we'll also be more prepared as well um, than 
that game that we played against Australia. So I think it's going to be a good battle and um, they are really an excellent team. So it's it's going to be tough, but it's a game that you want to be part of, you know. Uh, when the ball's at your feet, this, you realise now that you're etched forever in Irish football history because of the through ball for like the most important goal that's ever been scored in women's football history. So when the ball's at your feet, did you know the run was going to be so good from Amber Barrett? Were you like, this is, I've got one chance to hit this here, hit it? <laughs> I did. We actually kind of made eye contact, me and Amber, um, when that actually happened. Obviously, it was a very composed header from me and Fahey, um, and I had a lot of space in the middle of the pitch, so I turned and um, me and Amber kind of glanced at each other. I know it was from far away, but I knew exactly what she was going to do. Um, and I mean, what made the goal was her first touch. It was a fantastic run, but um, her first touch would, if she didn't have that first touch, I don't think we would have got, she would have scored that goal. So um, big credit to Amber for for a phenomenal first touch. She needs to do that more often. <laughs> and the toe poke into the corner is just a thing of beauty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a, it was a great finish. Um that toe poke she needed to do that and honestly the ball when I was looking I had my hands on my head I was like is this going to go in it took forever to go into the back of net honestly but um, when it happened it was it was absolutely unbelievable and it was very fitting for her to score that goal on the night as well I was very proud of her and really happy yeah, I don't, her, it, was a tough, it was a tough day I don't know if you've had a chance to see her interview on TV afterwards but it's absolutely phenomenal like it, you know it, it's also going down in the annals of, of history as like one of the great post-match Irish sports interviews ever like for her to be able to uh, channel all that explain mm-hmm. how the goal was scored and still have time for a joke at the end uh, while perfectly capturing the sombre mood uh, was just sensational yeah it, it was phenomenal and for her in a, such a big in such a big moment to score a goal that's potentially going to bring the team to the World Cup to then go over and be just really calm and um, you know dedicate that goal um, to the people who were lost in that tragedy it was absolutely it was phenomenal and yeah we were all we were all very proud of her because she she did have a tough few days and um, for us to see her do that was it was it was really good uh, this team is obviously in a cycle now where fingers crossed we do well at the World Cup and fingers crossed that improves our seeding for the next draw for the Euros and then you know hopefully it's this kind of nice rolling ball of momentum that the, the team can get that's brilliant from uh, for football generally and for women's football from a personal level you know we talked about your medium term future certainly in America is there a long term future in football for you do you want to be a coach is that something that you're interested in because like you know it sounds like it's been your life up to this point and there are growing numbers of opportunities for high profile people with uh, multitude experience backgrounds you know football's like in Australia you know what it's like in America you know what it's like in Ireland you know what it's like in Scotland like it's a brilliant mm-hmm. CV you've put together kind of almost accidentally in a way <laughs> yeah absolutely I think it's definitely something I want to I want to stay in sports for sure um, I'm in the process of doing my B licence so we'll see we'll see about coaching but I have another huge interest in media as well um, working in media so um, hopefully in the next few years I can get the ball rolling on that and get some experience and, and see where it goes but I do definitely want to stay in sport it's it's growing now uh, women's football is absolutely phenomenal um, so yeah it's something I would love to do well listen enjoy the downtime however uh, downtime is I presume it's a lot of is it, is it kind of boring training when there's no matches um, no I love in the off season I love going <laughs> I love going into the gym um, just to work on myself things that I need to work on I think the last part of the season there it was game after game after game I think we had eight eight or nine games in three and a half weeks 
So I couldn't really get myself in the gym. I couldn't really keep my strength up. Um, so now that I have no games, it's something I can really focus on, uh, just keeping strong and keeping, you know, just injury prevention stuff. So that's what I'm focusing on right now for the next the next uh, few months, which is it's really nice. I love doing it. Well, enjoy, enjoy the Carolina sun and the, the Cork winter whenever you, you get back to that. And uh, I hope it's the best year of your life, Denise. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See ya. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.